Blog Talk Radio. and welcome to episode one of 2016. I am so excited to be here with you. Took a few weeks off and enjoyed my holiday and I am back with all of you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope everyone is doing well on this day and we are kicking off the new year here at Get In with many, many special qualities of transformation. So we spoke a lot about transformation in last year, 2015, and I'm bringing it back full force for the month of January and February and maybe even beyond. I am committed to health. I'm committed to wellness and to my health and wellness and to many others along this journey. We have health and wellness in many different ways, body, mind, spirit, and even finances. We really work in so many areas of our life, and that is what we're going to talk about today as well as throughout the next month or so. So before we get to that, I want to give you a little bit of what's going on in the next few weeks. So every Friday, I'm going to be hosting a Blab with Andrea Santoro, and it will be a 30-minute Blab, blab blab.im. It'll be 30 minutes of reading, so please join me every Friday. This Sunday, January 10th, from 2 to 4 p.m., I am hosting a restorative yoga and essential oils at Practice Body, Mind, Soul in Roslyn, New York. So if you want to get away from the football or just get away from your home for a while, get out of the the cold and enjoy this wonderful, beautiful retreat, please join me. You can contact me through email at tinaconroy111 at gmail.com. January 24th, I am hosting a certification course for Reiki 2 from 10 to 4. And February 13th, Saturday, I am hosting a Reiki 1 certification, 12 to 6. And all of those are at Practice Body, Mind, Soul in Roslyn, New York. So, so much to say, so much to share. And I would love for us all to just take a moment, take a breath, and ground. So if you can, just take a moment, close your eyes. Take a nice, long, deep breath in. Exhale away. Just take a moment to be here, to be present, to connect with gratitude, to connect with so much that you already have and so many possibilities for the future. 
I bless each and every one on the show, listening live and on the recording. We surround ourselves with spirit, with divine light, angelic guidance. And we say, and so it is. So I'm going to get right to it, guys. I have I have had Andrea Santoro on my show before. We have become fast and furious buddies. We are a great team. So Andrea, I am going to get her on the line. She's a fellow friend and health coach with me. Hey, Andrea, how you doing? So after that um, little intro and blessing, like nothing can hurt us now ever. Exactly. We are surrounded with shields. <laughs> Shield of light. Absolutely. Yep. (laughs) Can you feel it? (laughs) Um, Well, I feel um, kind of impenetrable all the time. You know, I feel uh, pretty empowered for the past couple of years myself. But, uh, yeah, definitely. The Internet is um, is not as disconnected as people think it is, I think. I completely agree. I some people will say to me, how do you get on the radio and do readings and now with Blab on Fridays? And I I feel this oneness, I, if this consciousness, and it's really amazing when you can tune into it. Oh, yeah, definitely. When we do those Blabs and somebody comes into our quote-unquote room, our virtual room, and they don't have the intentions that we do, I can feel it right away. And I'm not, you know, I'm I, I'm not as in tune as others, you know, but, but I guess I am a little bit more in tune than others because I can just tell right away. And I immediately, the shields go up and I go, okay, no, we got change, uh, change direction here, you know? So right. those are interesting. I, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to more people uh, participating in those on Fridays. I am too. I think as Blab gets their name out and we start to, people just start to be less afraid of being on video. It'll become more and more, you know, more well-rounded and people will be less frightened or, you know, whatever. It's just like Facebook. All of a sudden, here we are, the generation. Facebook started out with my children and now they don't even do Facebook. All they do is Twitter, I think, and Instagram and Snapchat and all that other stuff. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, but um, absolutely. So we do have some callers on the line. I just want to say to everybody, I see about three or four um If you're just listening by phone, please feel free to just keep listening. If you do have a question, and we will get to questions at some point in the show, hit one, the number one on your phone, and then I know that you want to be picked up. I do see someone from a Skype number. It comes up with multiple ones, which I love. So I don't know your number per se, but it looks like you're calling in from Skype. So I think we'll just kind of jump right in. How does that sound, Andrea? Sure, sure. Okay. So... My intention this year, and I was speaking to Andrea about it, is at least for the month of January and February, and we may do something once a month, a panel of coaches, and obviously the panel is is Andrea and I today, is about truly health and transformation. And of course, it's January, so everybody everybody you speak to, uh, most people, are setting goals, setting intentions, getting healthy or getting organized, getting something. And interestingly enough, right before I came home to to be on the show and broadcast, I was in Whole Foods, (laughs) very interesting, and I'm on this forever long line, you can laugh now, forever long line, and I thought I was only going to be there for 10 minutes, and there's a woman behind me who was sampling one of the, I don't know, the chips, the kale chips, 
and she's having this whole conversation and about this program she's on and this diet she's on. And so anyway, of course, I get to talking to her. And, you know, it just made me realize that a lot of us are getting into something, starting something. So what I say to everybody is whatever that starting is or whatever that reboot is, if it is a new program, a healthy way of living, organizing, there's so many, give yourself a little bit of a break. You know, today is January 6th and take it slow. Take it one step at a time. You have anything to add on that? I'm sure you've been inundated with your clients and and people. Yeah, um, I've I've been um, very specific with clients, not just regular uh, current clients, but new clients. Talking to them about the fact that I appreciate that they are wanting to start a new health program, whether it's to lose weight or become stronger or whatever it may be. But I I try not to, at the beginning, have them concentrate on what the actual program is. They need to decide on what they want it to be at the end, because that's going to decide what the, the program that they choose to take is. I mean, you can't, you can know that you want to get to Oklahoma but if you don't know how to get to Oklahoma, you can't start going to Oklahoma. If you don't know which way is west, <laughs> you can't go west, son, you know? So it's like, and, you know, you can't, um, if, if you don't know the way, then, uh, you know, how even, how are you going to get there? Are you going to walk? Are you going to drive? Are you going to take a plane? It's not even the direction. It's just the mode of transportation that you're going to get, that you're going to take, you know? So, um if you don't have a map, you don't know where you're going. I say that to my clients a lot because a lot of them say, oh, all I have to do is just stick to my plan. If I could just stick to my plan. And I say to them, why? Why do you want to stick to your plan? What is your plan going to get you in the end? Well, it's going to get me thin or it's going to get me skinny or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, well, what is that going to get you? Because that is not that I, I don't believe that quote unquote thin. That's like saying I want to be human. That's like saying I want to breathe. You know, you can be thin, but it might not accomplish what you think it's going to accomplish. So, you know, we talk about, you know, where the reality is now and what the reality that they want it to be in a certain time frame, you know. Right. And I think that's true. I think a lot of people get caught up with. What I'm trying to say it's not the immediate. It's like they don't see the whole picture. Right. It's like. It's so it's so small focused. It's very I don't know. They don't they don't they don't see the whole picture that you know. And again, I guess we go back to a lot of people think of starting these like this woman behind me. She was you know this diet, this diet. I can't have this and I can't have that or whatever. And you know, I just turned to her and I said, well, you know, maybe change that worrying around I can't have or not having right now or this is you know know what I'm saying like everybody has these when you start to say can't it becomes I I just I don't know I wouldn't open up their fridge and eat everything so you know you have to we have to start to change our mindset and start to build that little by little because as soon as someone says you know no you can't have that it's like telling a kid you know telling a child you can't have that well then all they want is that you know (laughs) yeah well I think what um 
I think I think what you were sort of touching on is sort of like, you know, people are just sort of problem solving. You know, I mean, a lot of big companies, they have like whole, you know, departments of just problem solving. And I'm I'm quoting somebody right now, but problem solving is not necessarily creating. And so when I get a new client, I sort of talk to them about let's not let's not focus on those bad habits and say, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. It's saying, OK, what what do you want to do? Because if you tell me what you want in the end, then I can maybe help you figure out how to get there. So we're going to create a new lifestyle for you instead of changing the one you have, because changing your lifestyle is a lot more difficult than sort of just adopting a new one. I say that's my clients all the time. Instead of getting rid of bad habits, let's incorporate so many new habits that there's no room for the bad habits. We're just mm -hmm. adding more to your life. I don't want to take away. I don't want to retract. I don't want to neglect anything. Even I don't want to neglect the bad stuff even. I mean, neglect is a bad word, quote unquote bad word. I try to stay away from negative words as much as possible. So we're just going to add until there's not enough room for the stuff that's undesirable, you know? So what I have been talking to a lot of my clients about, and it was so ironic that you had chosen this subject, <laughs> I, I, you and I had touched on this, that you had chosen this subject for this week's um, you know, blog talk, because I just put out a video two days ago about structural tension charts and using structural tension charts with all of my clients. And this, this sounds very... Um, commercial. It sounds very industrial. You know, it doesn't sound like something that two women would sit down and be talking over a cup of coffee and talking about structural tension charts. You know, it sounds like they're talking about, you know, I don't know, um, iron beams in the sky or something. But um, it's really just about figuring out what your quote unquote why is, you know, W-H-Y, and then figuring out how to get there and then deciding what those action steps are to get there. I think that that's, I think that's the disconnect when people say, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be somebody different. I want to do something different. It's like, well, you, all right, now you need to figure out exactly who that is. Who do you want right. to be? Right. And you know what? I'm just going to quote from, so this is from Dr. A, Dr. Anderson's Habits of Health. And I just want to read what structural tension, I'm not going to read the whole thing. We'll, we're going to keep touching upon it because I'm sure there's a lot of people that never heard that term. But it says, the difference between our desire, so the importance of structural tension. This is one little segment. The difference between our desired state and our actual state creates a useful tension. And that was by author Robert Fritz, structural tension. So he talks as if it stretched a bow and aimed the arrow. The tension in the bow makes reaching the target possible, even probable, it's a type of tension that helps us take the actions we need in order to get the results we want. And that's what Andrea is talking about, everybody. So very interesting, right? Your desired state and your actual state, and then where, where are you? So tell me, tell me a little bit about, do you walk them through something on paper? Do you send them like, you know, you kind of explain to them what a structural tension is? Well, um, you know, if they are struggling, I will... Mm -hmm. I will walk with them. I will take their hand and I will walk with them virtually. Obviously I, I, my entire business is on the internet and on telephone and texting and stuff. But, uh, um, but a lot of times they can sort of figure this out themselves. A lot of times they want to do this themselves. I, I am not a psychotherapist. I'm not a social worker. I end up 
doing that stuff, but I don't get paid for that stuff. Um, you know, I'm certified through Take Shape for Life, but I am, and, and that is more about the food and calorie and macronutrients and that sort of thing, a little bit of behavioral stuff, but I'm not qualified to call myself any kind of a psychotherapist or any kind of a social worker in any way. I can suggest processes that they can, you know, take mm -hmm. on for themselves. If they have trouble with it, I can help them utilize these tools. I can't tell somebody that they're fat because their father abused them when they were five years old. Obviously, I'm not qualified to do that. But if they figure that out for themselves, at least they know that, you know, I'm sort of there supporting them if that's, you know, you know, right, their, their source of, you know, their, their source of, of discomfort. But uh, I try not to dwell on that past stuff. I try to dwell more on, okay, so what can we do to change what you, what you're not happy about? So yeah, I usually send people, if they're interested in using structural attention charts, some people are not, it's just right. a little too dry for some people, even though once you get into it, it's really not dry. It's very deep and it goes very, <laughs> very rich. But uh if, if people are interested, I will send them a PDF, and it's editable. In other words, you can download it as it is to your hard drive on your computer, and then you have a clean copy, and then you can open it up, you can make a copy, and then you can type right into it. And then you can save it that way. You can print it out blank, and then you can handwrite it. I'm more of a fan of handwriting onto it because I feel that handwriting things, and this is actually my New Year, my 2016 goal, I don't like the word resolution so much because I feel that resolution has a little bit of a negative connotation to it. It's resolution. It's almost like saying, okay, this is the end. This is what I'm going to do. Boom. You know, mm -hmm. and life is not like that, you know, um, but my, my goal for 2016 is to use paper and pen much more or pencil. Mm -hmm. And so what I am suggesting to my clients is to print out the, the structural attention chart and to make a structural attention chart for anything. You can actually make a structural attention chart and then you put in your action steps. So you're, you're, you're deciding about where you want to be. You're deciding about not deciding. You're, you're writing down what your reality is. And so you've got this space in between these two boxes. And then you've got lines in between those two boxes. And then you decide what those action steps in between those two boxes are going to be. And then you can actually make structural attention charts for each one of those lines if need be. This structural attention chart could be a family. There could be a right. mama. There could be like a matriarch of chart. And then there could be aunts and uncles and moms and dads and kids. I mean, it could, it could be a, a, literally a genealogy of chart, and it could be yours. And it could almost be like your book of shadows, so to speak. You know, it could be your recipe book. It's like your recipe book for yourself, you right. know? Kind of. The others I do. And you know what the thing about it as, as you're talking, I'm thinking this, is that, you know, a lot of it is about being honest with ourselves and, when you put the pen to paper, and we've talked about this, you and I offline, and when you put the pen to paper or the pencil to paper and you get it out of your head, you just said this on your on your video and you linked it, and you get it into the paper, onto the paper, and again, I feel that moving it through your body energetically into the pen, the ink, the flowing, the lead of the pencil, whatever, getting it on paper, it's now real. And I have yep. to share something with you. The other day... A coworker, a friend of mine, yoga teacher, 
we I took her class. It was a great class. I said, oh, you know, thank you so much. And uh, we were talking about goals and and so forth, New Year's. And she said, oh, I have so many, so many that I've I've spoken to you about last year. And I said, write them down. And she said, I can't do that. And I so I gave her this whole thing, you know, get it. She goes, but there's so many in there, and I'm afraid to write them down. And I and I said, wow, wow, that's that's yeah. it. So that fear, you know, of actually writing it down because then it's tangible, it's written, it's down there, and you know, so it goes back to being honest with ourselves. What when you look at that structural tension, the desired state, the actual state, you're really writing down the truth. You know, we talk yep. about truth in, in our life and to be honest, to be truthful. You know, me as a yoga teacher, it's, you know, satya. Satya is one of the uh, limbs the uh, of, of yoga. And, and so satya means truth and to be truthful. But it doesn't just mean to be truthful, like to not tell a lie. It's just truthful about your feelings, truthful about your emotions, truthful about all of it, you know, it's like when you're looking at somebody and someone says, now this is always a tough one, but when someone says, how are you? You know, I mean, sometimes you want to say, I feel like, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> so, I, you know, there's always that, oh, well, how truthful can you be? But yes, truth, truth is a big, big, uh, a big thing. And it's it's about when you write it down on paper, it's so clear that you're truthful, you're, you're, tr- you're truthful to yourself and it's it's a it's a thought that is now tangible. Yeah. So and that, that and and there's and there's two aspects of fear there. There's a fear of making your reality more real because you can put on that facade and you can let's say drink two bottles of wine a night, but nobody knows that unless you write that down and they see that piece of paper that says I drink two bottles of wine every single night. Or there's that side of fear where you write down what you want and you've made that real, but yet you're afraid that you're not going to attain it. You're not going to make it to the goal like you told yourself you were going to. You're not just letting down whoever read it. You're letting down yourself because you're the one who made those words onto that paper. Right. And that's where our job as health coaches as, as as who we are, as support systems for people who have these goals, it's it's a very tough job sometimes because you have to be, I know I do, I have to be so sensitive to people who are afraid to write that down. I have a client who hired me to be her health coach to help her lose weight, and she has not told me how much she weighs. Mm. And that, as she might be listening to this right now, She's an active client and she knows who she is because she's the only one. And I have to be sensitive to that. It sounds like, oh, yeah, she's just in denial. Well, she, it doesn't matter what she weighs, right? I mean, right. she wants right. to gain control over her calorie intake. And that's what she hired me to do. And that's what I'm going to try to help her to do. And if she lies to me and she tells me that she's on her plan and she's not, then I, I can't help her with that. You know, I mean, if she, you know, if she is completely honest with me and she keeps on telling me that she's going off of her plan, well, she, you know what? She hired me to do this and I'm just doing everything that I can possibly do. If she stops 
paying me. If she stops purchasing product and all that kind of stuff, then I don't have any control over that either. I've done everything that I can. But um, th- I mean, that fear is so apparent. It's so right. It, that was right in front of my face when she refused to tell me what her scale said. That was hmm. like another dimension of my coaching that I went, wow, I'm dealing with a lot of fear here. You know, and I have to be really sensitive to that. And so I've now learned that not everybody is going to tell me exactly what they want me to help them with either. <laughs> well, I, I also, yeah, and this is, this is, I had that happen to me too. I had a client that didn't want to share their, uh, their, their starting weight, uh, actually more than one, maybe two. And you're right. It brought up a lot of fear for them. And all we can do is help them as much as they want to be helped. And, and you're right. If they're going to lie to us, then they're lying to themselves, which is really unfortunate because, you know, then you don't get, then you don't, maybe you won't achieve the goals that you want to achieve. But um, yeah, it's a very, it's, it's, it's just, it's an interesting thing because we talk about how, uh, so, you know, we want to, we want to celebrate people. And I know for you and for me, we're, we're sharing from the heart. We're sharing from the heart. We we have our personal stories. We have our personal uh, health, you know, that we've health habits that we've changed, and and so our challenges. And you know, I know for me, I mean, I I never I told my coach um, and Robin, if you're listening, uh, I told my coach that I'll never be a coach. <laughs> and then I think four weeks in, she was like, "Come with me, let's." And I I'm like, "Of course I am." So. You know, you just never know, but but yeah, it's uh, you know, we just want to pay it forward and we want to share from the heart and and I, right, Andrea? I mean, it always becomes that thing where you can only help people to where they want to go and where they want to be, right? Oh yeah, I mean, the whole reason why I became a coach is because I decided to be honest with myself. I um, I was in pain for a few years. Okay. And I did what I thought was everything I could do to get out of pain. I went to a chiropractor. I did yoga. I went to the gym. I tried different strength training things. I did anti-inflammatories. I did narcotics. I slept a certain way. I bought a special pillow. Um, And I, it was two years ago, actually, I took my kids to the circus for New Year's Eve. And I remember dreading the walk from the subway to Lincoln Center in Manhattan mm-hmm. because it was a long walk and it was going to hurt my hip. I was, I was having trouble with my hip. And I came home the next day and I was looking at the pictures and my face was so bloated. And I remember that my pants were tight and I remember that there was a lot of pain when I was sitting in the bleachers. And I said to myself, the only thing that I haven't done is to try to drop a couple of pounds. And I knew as a health professional, because I was a licensed massage therapist for 20 years, right? I knew as a health professional that if I walked into a doctor's office and I said, my hip hurts, he would have told me to drop 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. The first thing, before he even gave me aspirin, he would have told me to drop 20 pounds at a size 18, of course. So I, I decided to get real with myself. I actually did all those action steps before I did what I knew in my heart should have been the first thing that I did. 
right. which was to drop a couple of pounds. I ended up dropping 70. I ended up with a hip replacement, unfortunately, after going to four orthopedists. But it turns out that dropping 20 pounds wasn't going to work. But it, it, that, that doesn't matter because it also led me into a whole nother phase of my life. So I, there's zero regret there, <laughs> obviously. Right, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole reason why I was um, – you know, that, that I am, I am where I am today is because I decided to become real with myself. I wasn't always a, this enlightened. <laughs> right. Well, it, it takes us, they, you know, it takes us, it's, you know, I always talk about this too. So for us to make a real, um, for us to may really make a real change, uh, one of the, re- one of the biggest things we have to make a real change is, or, or stick with a goal is when we're really in, in pain. I mean, it's just the truth, the pain point. And when you're in pain physically like you were or emotionally, you've hit rock bottom and you want to make the change. And that's that's when it gets real scary to be real with yourself because that's, that's down and dirty. I mean, I've been there, you know, where I just don't feel like, you know, I was there last March end of March, I was like, I, I don't know what to do. I just, nothing's working. I don't feel good. Every day I don't feel good. I'm not sleeping well. I'm not living to my life's potential. I I felt, you know, a disharmony in my life. You know, I, I teach yoga and, oh, I think I eat healthy, but I was, you know, I was 30 pounds heavy. You know, I was moving towards a very unhealthy and more unhealthy lifestyle. And, and I could have been kidding myself for as long as I could, but the reality was reality. And I needed help, and that's that's you know kind of want to touch upon this is that I I really got the help and I got the support, and that's what you know take shape for life has helped me, and that's why I want to help other people. And how long have you been how long have you been in coaching, Andrea? I don't think I actually know this. Um, in March, no, sorry, in April it'll be two years. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I I it, but it, it happened so fast. It was literally I. I, I bought a shipment of meal replacements off of the internet, and then with my very next shipment, I decided that I wanted to be a Take Shape for Life health coach. I was so turned on by it. Now I had I had experience with health coaching in the past. Being I, I was a massage therapist, but I was also a certified personal trainer for a while. Okay, um, and I knew that. I, I knew that with the with the struggles that I had had myself with eating disorder, basically, I've never been diagnosed with eating disorder. I'm sort of self-diagnosed with eating disorder. Um, with eating disorder, I knew that I could help people. I knew that also people would appreciate me trying to help them as I was helping myself. Mm-hmm. And teaching is the best teacher ever. I hadn't really no intention of it turning into as big of a, a of a profession as it did for me. All I did was start a stinky little YouTube channel, and I said, "Okay, I'm just going to use this for accountability." And then all of a sudden, the requests started to roll in for me to be people's coach, and I appreciate that, and I am proud of myself. I'm not trying to downgrade that at all, downplay it, but um, it was really important for me to become a coach in order to remain successful. And I tell a lot of my clients that, that if they are afraid that they can maybe get to the goal, but they can't stay there, I tell them to become a coach. It was the, it's the only way that I've kept my weight off. Honestly, if I don't have anybody to be accountable to, if I'm not talking about health and wellness all day long, 
which I wasn't for a couple of days during the holiday, like in between Christmas and New Year's, <laughs> all of a sudden I'm eating cookies and I'm not exercising and I'm sleeping in and I'm watching another episode of Game of Thrones. And, you know, and it's like I just I, I so easily fell back into old patterns. And it, you know what? In the in the very immediate moment, I even knew that I wasn't doing the right thing. You know, right. I luckily I didn't gain any weight over the holidays, but it, it could have been a disaster. And if I had taken any any more serious time off, time away from caring, then I, I might have gotten into trouble. So, you know, my husband jokes around a lot. He's like, well, we're never going to go on a vacation, are we? I'm like, well, if we do, I'm just going to have to make a couple phone calls. Here right. Exactly. I need to stay con- uh, you know, in contact with my clients. But uh I mean, it's not as hard work as I, I, I make it out to be. It's really not. No, but I mean, I I'm think a stay-at-home mom, you know. No, but I think what you're saying is right. If you And if, it starts with you, right? You meaning us, ourselves, personally, right? It starts with us. And that's the way everything is. I tell that in a yoga practice, spiritual practice, meditation, all of that. It starts with you. And I had, you know, I'll share this, and it's, you know, kind of vulnerable, but I had time off, which you know. And I, again, was not diagnosed or never went to rehab for eating disorder, but I'll tell you, uh, this is my first real long holidays, and you know I've been coaching a little less than a year, and did great on program, and and I took a couple time off, and whoo, I'll tell you, mm-hmm. I wish I could tell you that I didn't gain weight, uh, but I did, but I'll tell you one thing, as soon as I immersed myself and got real with myself, that was it, that was it, and I can happily say that. This is the intrinsic, the intrinsic part. We spoke about this intrinsically helping yourself and helping others, keeping you in that immersion of health, keeping you in that immersion of, you know, I love to read. I mean, I, I read Dr. Anderson's book all the time. I have it highlighted, tagged, you know, right next to me. I read, I have YouTube, I, I do it all. I do the podcast. It feeds me in, a, in a, such a healthy way to really immerse myself. And you're right, you know, the couple of days that turns into a couple more days and, you know, the cookie and the grabbing and not being around it and not reaching out to my clients and my clients not reaching out to me and, you know, but again, I'm looking forward. I got back on track and I, and I really feel that not that I, you know, always want to go through the things I go through, but it makes, hopefully it will help the next person for me to pay it forward that, that I'm a real person. You know, I, I'm I'm real. You know, it's the way it is. You know, I'm not. Oh, gonna... everything is everything is a learning uh, process. I think. exactly, exactly. And if yeah. you, and if you don't make it a learning process, then you can go ahead and call it a failure. But whenever I have a client that has either a weight gain or something that they feel that they've disappointed themselves, I always say to them, "Listen, you have the opportunity to not call this a failure. You have the opportunity to call it a learning." Um, experience as long as you learn from it. It could be a lesson. It could just be, it could be making you an actual, actually a better person. Right. (laughs) You know, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people have like, you know, previous relationships or, um, you know, they finally got fired or quit or whatever. Not a lot of people would say, I wish that had never happened. It makes you who you are as a person to go through I don't want to say turmoil because it's like awful. I don't want even want to think about turmoil, but to go through challenge makes you stronger in the end. It's the only reason why we go to the gym and we lift weights, right? You have to break the muscle down before it becomes bigger and stronger. It's, it's, 
tension. It's structural tension. Now, I had an issue with the whole structural tension chart thing when it first happened because tension sounds like a bad word to me at the beginning. Also, being a massage therapist, tension was the was Satan. <laughs> like it was like we don't want tension in the in the muscles, in the shoulders, in the neck. You know that kind of thing. Um, but tension is a part of life. T- tension is a part of growing. And moving forward, you can't propel a car forward. You can't propel the arrow forward. You have to pull back in order to propel. And, um, you know, sometimes people have to do it a couple of times. I, I've said this a bunch of times. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself even on your show, but Jerry Seinfeld back from the 90s said, sometimes when you break up, the relationship is kind of like pushing over a soda machine. You got to rock it back and forth a couple of times. And then sometimes <laughs> in order to really make it go, you really have to rock it back really far, and then it'll just boom. It'll finally go over, and then you can be right. like, "Oh, okay, I'm done with that." You know? Right, right, absolutely. Well, that I I could totally see that. You know, I'm such a visual person. I can see him pushing the soda machine back and forth. <laughs> see, I I I'm so that person that sees everything. Right. So I just want to shout out to there's a bunch of people on my switchboard, on our switchboard, and. If you have a question or anything about what we're talking about, we are both health coaches and we're talking about structural tension, take shape for life, you can raise your hand. So to do that, it's a little different on every phone, but I believe it's one or pound one or star one. Um, Okay, looks like we have somebody. So whoever this is, you've been holding for 37 minutes. Thank you. It looks like you're calling in from Skype, so I do not have a number, so let's just see if I can get you on. Hang on. Hello, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, I've been listening. That's why I didn't raise my hand, but just now I thought I had a question. My name is Deanna. I'm in Florida. Hi, Deanna. Uh, I've been having... Hi, Tina. I've been having a little bit of an issue with the kidneys. So here I am eating lots and lots of spinach and drinking cranberry and water and uh, you name it. But I was wondering if you had any other advice for me. Mm, you know what? We're not medical. Uh, you know, we're not medical professionals. Yeah, I yeah. I am pretty much into nature. Uh, I, you know, that that's me. I mean, I've been in touch with the medical field for many of my family, relatives, et cetera, et cetera. But I preferred to go the natural route, the nutrition route. And I was wondering what would help my organism in healing and, uh, you know, avoiding uh, avoiding um, infections, uh, just purifying it other than what I have already done and parsley also. Hmm. I, I really don't feel equipped to kind of go there. I w- you know, it's just not my background, and I definitely don't uh, go where I'm not stepping. So I, I guess Thanks you're talking anyway. more. I'm sorry. Thanks, anyways. Oh yes, yeah. I guess I would just say, you know, I know you want to stay um, natural, but look into a, a natural path. You know, uh, are there any? There must be some wonderful natural paths in the area in Miami. Uh, I that would do it. Yeah, I would look, if you want to do the natural route, there are wonderful nat- natural paths. Um, I don't know any in the Miami area, but I would look look to that. Um, and then, you know, obviously go through whatever testing you need to go through. I, I'm not sure if you're saying it's a bladder issue like, a, you know, like urinary tract or something like that. Um, 
But I would definitely look into natural paths. You know, they are more and more really coming on the scene. And they may, it may just be as simple as changing your diet or some supplements. So I'm not really aware of that. But, you know, definitely get the word out there. You know, um, you know look up yes, in, the, in the area. Yeah, yeah. Also Chinese or Ayurvedic medicine. Yes, a lot of people, yeah. Ayurvedic is, yeah. Right. I mean, Ayurvedic is more from the um, uh, the Indian culture, and uh, you right. know, the, then you have the Asian culture, which do a lot of the chi and a lot of the supplements. So there's there's so many people down in Miami. So I'm sure you'll find, or I hope that you'll just reach out and to look into that area. Um, I I will, and I thank yeah. you for taking. Oh, you're call. welcome, Deandra. I know we've spoken before, so um, thank you for calling in again. Once- yeah, once before, but I sometimes listen just without raising my hand. Thank you, and uh, may this year be an epiphany for all, both of you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye bye. Bye. Hey, Andrew, you're still there? Yes, I'm still here. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I always said, I, brings me back, I'll just kind of, just side note here, um, you know, I never like to share until what I really am, right? So I can't go there, and, and I know hopefully DeAndre will find the the help that she needs. I remember many, many years ago, this reminds me of telling the story, so there must be a reason for this. When I became a yoga teacher, my yoga teacher, Suzanne Cardinal, if you're listening, uh, said to us as a group, this is back in 2006, she said, people are going to come to you, and they want you to be di- they want to be diagnosed. And they're mm-hmm. going to say, Oh, my shoulder hurts. What do I do? Oh, my knee is bothering me. Oh, should I do this? Should I do that? What should I eat? What should I, you know, and you will say, I'm a yoga teacher. However, I have some resources, you know, I have some referrals and here is this person and here is a massage therapist and here is a acupuncture, you know, because the reality is is sometimes people were telling me they were pregnant before their husband. So, um, (laughs) you know, I don't like to tread where, uh, you know, just that's being real. So that's that's that. (laughs) I guess that's that. No, yeah. I mean, I would have people as a massage therapist, I would have people call me up and say, I have a cold. What should I do? I'm like, who do you think you're talking to? I rub. I I mean, I know (laughs) that I do more than that, you know, but, uh, you you know, yeah, I know. I know. And people are they have the best of intentions. and, And I've had people who asked me medical questions who felt that I would be flattered. I felt uncomfortable in the entire situation. I felt uncomfortable being asked. I felt uncomfortable saying I don't feel comfortable answering, (laughs) you know, so. Absolutely. Okay. Anybody else has any questions, please raise your hand. You can hit one. There's about five, six, seven people there hanging out. Um, If you're a health coach and uh, you have any questions, raise your hand too. Don't be shy. Uh, We do not bite and it's nice and easy. We are on audio. A lot of people don't like sometimes to be on radio. Also, I honor your privacy. So if you are listening, thank you for listening. And and you don't have to, of course, raise your hand only if you have a question. Um, While we're on a little side note, um, so Andrea, all my guests this year, I'm asking for, I'm asking each person for an intuitive insight. So can you share an intuitive insight with the listeners today? Um, An intuitive insight that happened to me? Or that yes, I feel, you, 
Yeah, something personal that's happened in the past or that you were like an aha moment. Some people call it other things, but just an insight. It could be uh, intuitive uh, knowing something or feeling something or a dream or I don't know, anything right. that you consider intuitive. Well, um, you know, like I had touched on before, when I first started this program for myself for weight loss, I immediately, pretty much immediately became a coach um, and I pretty much immediately became a successful enough coach that I didn't have to work as a massage therapist anymore. And it happened at exactly the same time that I got a diagnosis of osteoarthritis and I was strongly recommended to stop doing massage. Hmm. It all happened at the same time. And so if I had not chosen the path of Take Shape for Life as my weight loss path, then I don't think that I would have as comfortably backed away from massage therapy as a profession because I was a massage therapist from the time I was 19 years old. And that at that time for 1991 was actually rare because for everybody else in my class, in my massage school class was in their second career of their life. You know, the massage therapy has a tendency to attract people who were in the corporate world for 50 years or 25 years. And then they just, they want to get their hands on people. They want to get their hands dirty. They want to be healers. They suddenly find themselves very in touch with a healing talent, sort of. I don't like to use the word talent because I think that we all have it. It's a healing art that they never realized that they had. Sometimes it takes a maturity to realize that you have a healing art inside of you. I had that when I was six. I remember mm-hmm. rubbing, I, re- I was rubbing my father's feet when he would come home from work and he would pay me. He would pay me a dollar per foot <laughs> and he would pay me $5 for his back. And I would sit on his bed with a bottle of Vaseline intensive care lotion and I would just sit there and for hours I would just rub his back. And so right from high school, I knew that going into massage school was what I wanted to do. And even before then, in order to build up some money for technical school, I was a chiropractic assistant before I went into massage school. So it just all, it was like one thing after another. And then the thing with the hip happening and then the take shape for life thing happening. And then me putting two and two together and realizing that meal replacements and dealing with my eating problem and my bad relationship with food was something that I could actually help other people with. And then it could also financially replace and then some my massage practice. I can't, I can't help but think that my answer to your question is my profession in total, because there have been intuitive insights throughout, but the most recent is becoming a coach. But honestly, my whole profession has been one big (laughs) intuitive insight, I believe. Wow. So it's, it's, it's sort of like the signs were there, like like the signs kept pushing you, like one sign after the other, like they say divine, like timing, the signs are just kind of, that's pretty cool. Like just how those things happen with the hip and then finding the program. And then if you didn't find the program, right. It's just, it always, when you can look back and view the things, the, the steps, it's, uh, it's pretty much um, my word for the year is miracle. And I know that mm. sounds a little woohoo, but like I look at, I think there's miracles every day really true and i you know some people think miracles are sort of like you know magic shows but i mean a miracle in in how you look at things or 
it's just it's to me that's a miracle. It's a it's a, maybe that's just the way I'm using it, but you know the miracle that led you, the intuition that led you to have one step each you know each sign just kind of follow along to where you are today. And um, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That was really no, really cool. you're welcome. I I believe that those signs are there for everyone, but I think that people choose to see different things in different ways. So right. I'm not saying that I'm more enlightened than the next person. I'm just saying that I, I, I might, I might, I might look out for number one a little bit more than other people do because I really feel it's important to um, work from the heart. Yeah. I don't want to ever, I don't want to ever have a job that I don't like. And I don't think I ever have really. Right. <laughs> well, we talked about that, how, I know on the other day, and I won't get into it because I know it was on your post, although I know it was public, is how you had to be there for your son. And yeah. you were saying that, um, you know, which is really vulnerable to be, get out there. You had to be there for your son. And if you had a regular job, J-O-B, that uh-huh. you couldn't be there for him. And so, you know, that's that's another miracle that's led you to this. So, yep. Yep. how great Absolutely. is that? Yeah. All right, everybody. So if you're just tuning in, we are. Uh, I'm talking to Andrea Santoro, a.k.a. Metallica Mom, and we are talking about health coaching, health transformation. We've talked about structural tension, and um, if you're just kind of tuning in, that's uh, desired state and actual state. We talked about charts. Um, and so if you have any questions, just hit pound one or star one. I'm always not sure which one it is, and we will pick you up. Um, so, Andrea, what, what do you – what's What's going on for you right now? Um, what do you have anything in the works? I know sometimes you have some. Um, I just maybe suggest people to your YouTube channel. We'll give somebody your information. Sure. Um, well, yeah, you can just go on YouTube and search Metallica Mom, and I'll come up there. You can also go to MetallicaMom.com, uh, which is I am slowly integrating all of the. Um, low-calorie, low-carbohydrate recipes that I highlight on my YouTube channel. I'm slowly trying to integrate those into a blog style onto the uh, website because not everybody can listen to the videos, and sometimes people, not sometimes, very oftentimes, (laughs) people will be asking me, well, can you write that recipe down? Mm -hmm. And I can't always just do it right then and there. So I sort of needed a... um, a commonplace for people to go. They can both watch the video and they can see it written down. It's going to take some time. I'm asking people to be patient. It's going to take some, it's some work on my part. I don't get paid for that part of it. You know, um, it takes some work on my part to watch my own video back, which is part of, you know, truth. Okay. Cause we're some of those videos. I was 240 pounds. Okay. Uh, watching those videos back and then, um, you know, writing down what I did you know, uh, and then making it kind of look pretty on the website. Listen, I am not a web developer. I am not a computer person. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do this. And I'm also not a cinematographer, you know, and I know that people have been complimenting me on the, you know, the, the quality of my videos has gotten a little bit better. I wish I could do a little bit more. I don't really have the time because I'm a coach. And I have a lot more clients than I did last year at this time. So um, I would really like everybody to just sort of be patient and take what I can give them. And if they are a client, I will give them anything that they need. But, yeah, MetallicaMom.com has basically everything 
it even has links to my uh, social media site. So if you didn't want to go searching social media to find me, you could just go on there and you can see what I'm doing on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And, and it sounds egotistical for me to be setting that up, but I have people who ask, you know, so it's a little bit of a different thing for me to be like, quote unquote, a public figure. Um, but people like what I do. So I'll give it to them, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and you're sharing again. You're sharing from the heart. You're being real. So the people will, the people will gravitate to you that feel comfortable. I always say that it's, you know, it's people will find us. Uh, people will come to us. The right people will come to us. I really have that philosophy in all the work I do that the right people will come to us. And I don't really worry about the people that, you know, that won't. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. The people that don't come aren't meant to come, and the people that do will. And We'll do our best to work together because that's, you know, truly what it's all about. Um, do you hear me? Oh, Andrea, did I lose you? Hello? Okay, we may have lost Andrea. Hang on one second. Andrea, are you back? So we might be having trouble here. Let's see if I can get Andrea back on the line. Andrea, are you there? Okay. Looks like we lost her. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Please tell me that it's not Mercury retrograde, although I have a feeling it might be. Um. Okay, I don't know what happened. So sorry. I know that. Ah, I know. Okay, so I'm able to chat with her, but I cannot hear you. So sorry. Okay, sometimes we have technical difficulties. Let's see if I can get her back the last five minutes. Okay, I still have you here. I'm going to try one more thing, guys, just so we can. Uh... Okay. Looks like I've lost Andrea. So sorry, Andrea. I know we did get, you were talking and I heard all that part. Um, and so sorry, guys. Okay. So I have one more caller. Let me see if I can get you on the line. Hopefully I'm not having technical difficulties. Last four digits, 2991. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, Tina. This is Pam. Hey, Pam. How are you? I think I love I Andrea. I'm having technical I, difficulty. Well, that happens to the best of us. You're doing a oh. great job, though. It's it's a great show. I'm really enjoying listening to it, especially the structural tension part of it. Um, I know. And I guess my my question is, um, how do you how do you best explain to people? Like, do you actually have them put pen to paper? I know Andrea was saying that she does that. But in terms of, um, uh, is it something you do for a long-time goal, or might you do it just more for anything you might want to achieve? Right. You could do it for anything you want to achieve. I do it. I don't know if it's like the way I do it, but I usually have someone do columns, and I'll have them write down the actuality of where they are. So it could be in any part of their life, but let's say it's, it's weight loss or you know losing weight, so getting healthy. So they would write the actuality of where they are, and they would write a few things, so maybe five lines. Like they could write, 
if they want, they could write their weight or they could write, um, you know, not able to do certain things. And then on the other side, where they want to be. So let's say um, they go from, they'll put a weight on one side and then a, a goal weight on the other. Then say, maybe they'll say, I can't, I'm on four medications. And the other side of the chart would say to get off the four medications. And then, so it's like a pot, it's going from one side to the other. And then on yeah. the other, on one side, you might put, can't play with my grandchildren, can't can't walk, or um, having trouble pains in the knee. And then on the other side, you would put, you know, uh, you know, my knees are healthy or I feel good, things like that. Um, so you could you could write down maybe steps steps that or things that you could do that might get you to to that. Right. So yeah, Hello? and then what I exactly? So I do column like column of the actuality state, actual state, and desired, and then in between right. I kind of criss. See, I do it a little different. I'll crisscross, mm-hmm. like make a crisscross. Like what's going to get me from this weight to that weight? Right. So then I kind of right. create a little middle column of healthy eating, being on program. Right. You know, so each thing might have a few things, and you kind of crisscross. Mm-hmm. So you need to go like what she was saying: go from point A to point B, and how are you going to get there? So we need Correct. to, this is where I am, this is yeah. where I want to be, what can right. I do to get there? So, but when you see yeah, I guess, it, yeah, it's very mm-hmm. cool. It's almost like, I guess, making a to-do list, you know, if you write the thing down, what, what Andrea was saying, if you write something down, it's always, it's at least it seems to me with a to-do list, if I write it down, I'm more likely to do it than if I just have yeah. it in my head, you know. Listen, everybody knows, I guess, if we want to lose a couple of pounds, what we should do. But I guess if you write it down and you're looking at it, <laughs> you can say, well, gee, I haven't done this yet. I haven't accomplished this yet, you know. Right. Well, I've been doing that. I've been writing my goals. So I have, and and I probably did too many goals. I have goals in different segments. So I have a goals, personal goals. I have work goals, you know. So I have two different kind of goal sheets. And they're way too many because I think it's just a lot. But what I did is I started just writing down the different sections of goals. And then yeah. I kind of been looking at it since Monday and mm-hmm. figuring out, instead of getting, like, down on it, like, oh, gosh, there's so much, just seeing, mm-hmm. like, how much closer to each one can I go. And then I think as time goes on, there'll be, you know, I'm going to narrow them down. I don't want to have 25 right. goals personally and 25 goals uh, professionally, but right. it does help me to write it down, and I feel like that it makes it tangible. Good. So, well, thank you so much. Oh, well, thanks. I'm so glad you called in and you're enjoying it. So we're going to do more of these. It'll be a lot of fun, and and you know, well, maybe you'll just have to be on a panel. We'll do a panel. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to listen to the Good. listening to the other uh, sessions. Good. All right. Have a great day. Thanks so much. You too. Thanks, Tina. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right, guys, I'm so sorry I lost Andrea as we're kind of chatting away. And you just know sometimes we just don't know. So sorry about that. But I'm glad we got in a good about 50 minutes or so. So I'm so glad it happened at the end and not in the beginning. Um, I do have someone chatting in, and it says, what would you say to someone who is afraid of maintenance? So what I would say about that is, um, yes, a lot of people are afraid of maintenance. They're afraid of, or, you know, I, I'll do this program, and then what happens then? So the first thing I say is, let's worry about maintenance. It's time to worry about maintenance. Let's let's just be focused on our why and focus on program now. And 
We have a wonderful maintenance program on Take Shape for Life. We are we help coach you through that, Andrea and myself, as well as many other health coaches, to get you to maintenance. So there is nothing to be afraid of maintenance. You have support in maintenance just like you have support in weight loss. And so what I would say is think about now and and losing the weight on program and um, the maintenance will come with the same support. So thank you guys. I'm running out of time. I appreciate each and every one of you. I'm so excited to bring you more episodes on health and transformation. And please join me January 27th. I have the author, Katherine Hansen, who wrote the book, Brain Over Binge. She will be on my show. I am so excited as my guest to talk about her second book in the works. Blessings, blessings, happy, healthy New Year, and have a wonderful, wonderful day.